The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So what's your experience of getting a taxi at present anywhere in the country, particularly at weekend nights when you might be socialising? Indeed, even if you're trying to book one for a morning time journey that you might need in rush hour, uh, certainly my own experience has been that at this stage the taxi apps don't seem to be able to provide almost at any time for people who are looking for a taxi to pick them up somewhere and that on the streets it can be very, very difficult to actually find a taxi to stop and to collect you. Uh, we have a number of guests with us. I'm going to start though with Nolene Blackwell, as Chief Executive of the Rape, Dublin Rape Crisis Centre because there's a safety issue for women and indeed men involved in all of this. A lot of very anxious people are anxious parents of teenagers and young adults feeling that how are people going to get home when there's very limited public transport, particularly from midnight onwards? Is this something that you're hearing concerns about? We're hearing it on an anecdotal basis, uh, Matt. Normally it's in the context of exactly what you're talking about there, safety at night. How safe are our public spaces at night? And part of the safety is, um, first of all, being able to go out and enjoy yourself in a safe space, but then also being able to exit the public space safely. So we hear it in the context of um, not enough uh, taxis, not enough safe places to wait for taxis, not enough public transport to get you near to your home where you know where you are, um, not enough places, lit up places to wait. So there is so much and not enough lit up public transport spaces. So there are a number of elements to it. Uh, so it is partly about taxis, but it's also partly about um, the lack of sort of monitoring or recognition that at night there are additional challenges and that there is um, there's a public responsibility, a public authority responsibility to seek to ensure that our places are safe places for people to to wait uh, to to get to get home, uh, and so so the taxis are part of that mix. Stay on the stay on the line there, please, Nolene. I want to bring in Vinnie Kearns, yes. chief executive of NXT Taxis, former vice president of the National Taxi Union. Uh, would you concede, Vinnie, that there is a problem at the moment with a shortage of supply of taxis, particularly in evening time in our main cities around the country? I would probably agree with most of what Nolian has said there, but you're putting it in context of it being a total and utter taxi problem. There is a problem for anybody getting home, yes, there definitely is, and that will continue. And if you look back on any releases that I've given in the last 12 months, I preempted. I, I, I was sure this was going to happen. I knew we would have a problem last Christmas, and I gave a warning of that. There, we can resolve the issues that are there, but it will, it will take the National Transport Authority, people like ourselves, working together to come up with the solution probably six months away. But Vinny, the, the point I put into you, though, would you concede that there is a shortage of taxes? Because I've been talking to people involved in the business who are saying... A lot of them have given up because during the pandemic they couldn't afford to keep going. So they took on alternative employment or else they started doing things like delivering uh, during the day and early evening, believing that there was better guaranteed income and also that it was safer than ferrying around drunk people late at night or weekends. 
And I think, Matt, when I'm on the record, I have said that there's probably 40% less drivers now than there was pre-COVID. The National Transport Authority give out a figure of 10%. But if you look at it simply, that 15% of drivers pre-COVID were over 70 years of age. So that's putting them into 72, 73 plus now. Most of them, 90% of, of, of that category of drivers never came back and have no intention of coming back because they got such a scare right throughout COVID. So there's 15% accounted for straight away. Taxi drivers, unlike many other in the, that received uh, COVID payment, the COVID payment was inadequate towards the taxi driver's needs in that the taxi driver, fair enough, had the same as everybody else, household bills, uh, electricity, gas, but they also had the insurance on a taxi, they had the repayments on the vehicle. And that really put them over the edge altogether. So I'd say another 15, 20% sought employment elsewhere in order just to maintain their bills. And they've seen a different life over the last two and a half years. They've seen a life whereby they didn't have to work six days a week. They didn't have to work every weekend. They're in jobs now driving for Dublin bus, driving for... Uh, any of the haulage companies, tour companies, um, and they're quite happy. So they're not returning to the industry. Now, we raised alarm bells over this as far back as a year ago, and the National Transport Authority controlled this. For instance, only last month at a conference over in the UK, they were kicking that it takes up to four weeks from application for a minicab driver to have his licence processed. Here in Ireland, it takes anything up to one year to have it processed, even though it's quite a simple process after the guard of vetting is completed. And just on a stat on that, there were 700 drivers passed the test in quarter one of this year. Only 22 new licences were sought. So that's that's really showing that people don't believe that there's a future or an income to be earned in it. And only 40-odd of those licences that were that drivers to pass the test under only 40-odd of them actually went ahead and took out the licence. Why was that? Because they were okay, waiting Finney, so long, Matt, that they just went and took employment elsewhere. There's another listener who says, will you highlight that us taxi drivers turn off the free now app at night because when the streets are busy, we don't have to pay 15% of the fare to free now. It's 7.5% in other countries. If they were to lower the percentage of fares, people would get taxis quicker to get home. Is, is that what's happening now, Vinny, that rather than using the apps which were, many people thought, a fantastically convenient way of actually getting picked up directly at your point and dropped off and going on your credit card, that because of the amount of money charged by the app operator, that many taxi drivers are now opting for cash jobs on the street instead. Well, Matt, I was, I was away on my holidays there last month, and the apps in, in Portugal are charging 20 and 25%, not 15%. Now, I'm not standing up for the apps or anything like that. They're well capable of doing that for themselves. The traditional taxi company has a base model. They charge the same rate immaterial of what level of work you get. Some of them charge a commission and so forth. But no matter what, the taxi driver will think with, its, with his or her feet. They'll take the, the most convenient, the most economical choice for themselves and it's all about choice now for drivers so drivers have the choice of apps traditional companies or simply to walk the street and that's the way the licensure regime permits it to be 
Okay, listener comments are piling into 0874100102. I don't go into Waterford City anymore because taxis won't do the long journeys outside of the country, outside of the city, sorry, until after 3am. Have to wait around until then and run the risk of being beaten up. Phil says, this drives me mad every time we discuss this. Stop closing pubs and clubs at the same time. Of course, there's not enough bloody taxis when all these people are out at the same time. Uh, then we have one that says the metro runs 24 hours a day in Barcelona. Our snail Lewis system stops at midnight. What sort of backward country are we? Another one says the Lewis start and buses should be running 24 hours a weekend. You can't have an oversupply of taxis like in the past. And uh, another one here says €6,300 for a taxi licence, 12 weeks to get guarded clearance. OK, Neil Richmond, Finnegale TD. Um, well, first of all, can public transport be made available for longer opening hours in Dublin and indeed in other cities to take away some of the demand from taxis? Or do you think would people be prepared to use public transport, feel it safe enough? I believe they would be prepared. And we see it at Christmas when the Lewis runs late that it's well populated. We see with the six 24-hour bus routes in Dublin that they're well serviced. The number 15 going out near my own direction is busy through the night. And I think that is definitely one aspect. We need to have late night Lewis dart on bus service and indeed 24-hour services. That alone won't solve the problems. We need to look at this. It's not just about taxis. It's about public transport on a 24-hour basis to throw it, throw everything, throw the kitchen sink at this map because my office is inundated with people who are genuinely quite worried. They've been stuck late at night in the city centre, can't get home from work, can't get home from a night out. The amount of people who've been stuck that they're booking for a, a trip out to the airport has dropped at the very last minute. It's becoming something that isn't just talked about, it's no longer anecdotal, it's genuinely something that is taking up an increasing amount of my time and the concerns of my constituents. And I think we need to look at a few things. As Vinnie said, only 32 new plates came into operation in Dublin, but of all the plates across Dublin, only 29% of taxi drivers are working the peak time. They're only, that's the evenings, that's the Saturday nights, the Friday nights, the Thursday nights. And we need to look at every aspect to get more taxis on the streets then, to get more public transport, and indeed to look at ways that we can not just throw the cost onto the consumer. Because sadly, Matt, the NTA solution is just to put up taxi fares by 12%, and the people who have to pay for that are the passengers. Okay, Tony and Shannon says, Last weekend, several taxis in Dublin asked me for €50 up front to go from the Three Arena to the Grand Canal Hotel, distance of 1.3 kilometres. Lots of taxis waved down. They all asked for €50 up front. James in Waterford says, Rang last Friday morning to book a taxi for Friday afternoon at 4. At 5, I gave up. Taxi office says they couldn't make the drivers pick people up. That's a major issue. That's happened to... I know this has happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to lots of you, that you make a booking on the app... And then you're told the driver's on the way and then the driver doesn't show up, has cancelled, presumably because they've picked up somebody on the street. But Neil Richmond, another listener here, and there's quite a few along these lines. We should have Lyft and Uber here, not only for urban areas, but it could be a saviour for rural Ireland villages and the local pub. Why does Ireland not have Lyft and Uber? Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's a really disappointing decision. And I personally would welcome it. Anytime I go to London, which you know is quite regularly, I use Uber. It's cheaper than the cheap 
tube, it's cheaper than the black cabs, it's a reliable, safe system and they're all using electric cars over there. I certainly think this is something Lyft and Uber, it's working well in other cities of a comparable size to Dublin but yes, that could be the solution because it's not just a Dublin problem, it's a rural transport thing and there's been various iterations of it but let's see where it's working well and let's see if we can put it in because whilst we have Uber here now, it's just as another app for already uh, registered taxi drivers so if we're going to get the most out of it, we need to look at see how it's working better, be it in the UK, in the States or on the continent. But what about the safety concerns that people have that they say that, you know, if, if any, anyone can offer their services to drive a car, that that could actually make uh, the passengers vulnerable? I think that concern's a little bit outdated. We've seen how those these ride-sharing apps have brought in new and new regulations, and it can't just be someone doesn't just download the app and is good to drive. Again, they need to be vetted. Again, they need to um, submit to various background checks and things like that. It's certainly on its own, not the silver bullet, but what we're talking about and what we need, Matt, is a comprehensive approach, and I think absolutely Uber and Lyft is something we need to look at, and we need to see buy-in, be it from the taxi industry or the public transport, and indeed also our nighttime economy to see if we can make it work. Nolan Blackwell from the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre, what concerns would you have about such apps where you would have unlicensed drivers picking up people and giving them lifts? Uh, the real sort of, I suppose, safety. Uh, taxis aren't necessarily entirely safe either, and uh, people have had really poor experiences and assaults in taxis as well. But the thing about a taxi is that a, li- a livelihood very often depends on uh, the person behaving in a safe way. So there's a lot of sanctions with the regulated taxi system. And the concern would be with Uber and Lyft. I mean, they do experience quite a number of complaints of sexual assault in, uh, in Uber and Lyft. Uh, and those companies, they have cleaned up their act, but it's because they had to, because they were, they were becoming a scandal. So it, the way it is brought in is really what's important. It seems to me that all three of us, Matt, in some way agree that this is a problem that is going to need a wider approach. How do, how do the public, how do the people of Ireland safely use their spaces after dark, after night? It, it is a combination of things. But certainly in relation to new ways of uh, hiring uh, a car, uh, we just have to make sure that the regulations and the safety aspects, including the personal safety of passengers, is taken into account. Nolene Blackwell, Neil Richmond of Finnegale, Vinnie Kearns from the Taxi Drivers, thank you very much for being with us. Lots of messages coming into 0874100102. We do have Uber in rural Ireland. They're called Mammies. Carpool with friends to every event social. One mam drops us, another picks us up as we don't have cars. No issues. Aren't you lucky that you have your mammies who'll do that for you? Don't they want to be able to go out themselves or sit at home and have a glass of wine as they're watching the television or whatever? Uh, and one says the country needs Uber and it needs it now. I'm in a town in West Cork and our pubs and nightlife are nearly gone. And it's all because there are no hackneys available. Ten years ago, there were 15 hackneys available in our town, but they're now all on state contracts with the Department of Education. So they've no interest in working late nights. That's from Ed in West Cork. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.